Good evening again. Tonight we'll continue our study in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. But again, I want to read the context again. So we'll be reading from Colossians 2.20 to Colossians 3.4. The name of the message is Hid with Christ. Hid with Christ. Ties in with the song that we sang, He Hideth My Soul. Colossians chapter 2, verses 20 to Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will, worship and humility and neglect into the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh, If ye then be risen with Christ, he's writing to believers, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead. Here's our text. For ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. This is a reality. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. So tonight, tonight we'll continue our study in chapter 3. And, and this has been a wonderful study as we've looked at the preeminence of Christ. In chapters 1 and 2, Paul's setting that forth before the Colossian believers in contrast to the false preachers and the false teachers. And he's, he's setting forth the preeminence of Christ. And he also is setting forth the all-sufficiency of Christ. How, we're, if we could just get a handle on this, we're complete in Christ. Complete. If I could just get a handle on that. Oh, my. Complete in Christ, beloved. We are. It's a fact. It's a fact. And as I've mentioned before, this this whole chapter can be divided into five sections. Verses 1 to 4 deals with our attitude towards the material world and towards spiritual things. Verses 5 to 9, our attitude towards sin and toward the flesh, toward the old man, the body of sin that we carry around and towards his deeds. In verses 10 to 15, we have our attitude toward other people. In verses 16 to 17, our attitude towards the Word of God and towards worship and toward the ministry of the Word. In verses 18 to 25, our attitude towards those to whom we are joined to, joined to in human relationships, whether it be at home or in the church or just friends. And two weeks ago, we looked at how we are to set our minds upon Christ, right? We're to set our minds... Verse 1, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. We're to set our, set our minds. We're to be continually seeking the things of Christ. And remember we talked about, what's that? Well, that's the hearing of the gospel, right? 
seeking the things of Christ, fellowshipping with his people, fellowshipping around the word of God. It's wonderful. Where do, where, where's the one place I want to be above everywhere else? Right here. <laughs> right here with all of you, with God's people. It's wonderful. And then think of this. We're going to spend eternity together in heaven. My goodness. This is just a, this is just a shadow of what we're going to have what we're going to have for eternity. My. And in, and in verse 2, we're to set our heart, so our mind and our heart, upon Christ, upon Him. And tonight, as the Holy Spirit teaches us, I pray that we'll learn about how we died with Christ. We died with Him. And how our life is hid in Him. Hid in Christ. Hid with God in Christ. So let's consider verse 3 tonight. Pray, pray that the Holy Spirit will illuminate for us. And, and we'll see good reason tonight why we should set our affections on, on things above, as verse 2 said. We'll see good reason why we should do that and not on the things of the earth. So look at verse 3. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now in the context of this, right, he's talking about we're dead to the law. We're dead to the ordinances, Remember? We saw that in the, in the preceding verses in the context that we read. So the apostle here adds before us another reason why the believing Colossians should not be earthly minded. But why? But why? Not only them, but we should set our mind and our hearts upon Christ in Him alone. Now they, they were dead at one time. They were dead not physically, but they were dead spiritually, weren't they? Just like we were just like we were. When they were born into this world, they were dead to the things of Christ, dead to the things of God, just as we were. We were in the same, same position as them when we came into this world, dead to the things of Christ. But now, we're born again. And at one time, at one time when we were dead, we had enmity with God, didn't we? We had enmity with God. And we, we love the world and the things of the world. And we know when Adam fell, we fell with him, don't we? We know that. He's our federal head. But in Christ, who is the second Adam, we are made alive. And we're hid in him. We're hid in him. Hid with Christ in God. So here in the context, Paul is speaking of how we are dead to the things of the world because we're born again by the Holy Spirit of God. They don't have the allurement that they once had for us. They don't have the grip upon us that they once had. The false teachers, too, were, were using ordinances and things that you had to do. And remember, Paul says these are things that are going to perish. How are they going to? They're going to perish with the using, aren't they? Touch not, taste not, handle not. But we're dead to all that, beloved, in Christ. And that's what Paul's saying here. He's saying you're dead. You're dead to the law. You're dead to the ordinances. You're dead to touch not, taste not, handle not. Now, that doesn't go, give us a license to go crazy, and we know that, don't we? We know that, right? Because the Holy Spirit teaches us, like Brother Norm said, the love of Christ constrains us. Constrains us. See, people, people will take words when you say that, and they'll say, well, I can just go and do whatever I want. No, then you're just, you're just show that you're not one of Christ. 
Because we're sinners. Yes, we are. But we hate sin. We hate sin. So Paul is, is, is here contrasting the, the, what you have to do, do, do with the false teachers to the freedom that the believer has in Christ. And beloved, false teachers of our day right now use these same tactics. Touch not, taste not, hand not. You can't do that. Really? Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. We're free in Christ, beloved. We're free in Christ. We're dead to the law. Why? Because Christ has fulfilled the law in our place. In our place. All that the law demanded was poured out on our substitute. Was poured out upon him when he died upon Calvary's cross. All that the law demanded in living everything perfectly to the law, which we could never do. You are complete in him. He did it all. He this is honey for honey for God's people, eh, for our souls, isn't it? Because we know that we're sinners. We're dead to the ordinances. All the ordinances. They're fulfilled in Christ. They were shadows. They were shadows, but Christ is the substance. He's the substance. We are dead to the rudiments of the world. All the ordinances, all the ceremonies and types were fulfilled in Christ. In Christ. We're free from the requirements of all this. See, but what were the false teachers doing? Yoking people with that stuff. We're free. Stand fast, beloved. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ, wherewith Christ hath made you free. Christ in Him alone. We are redeemed. In Christ, we're redeemed. We're redeemed from the curse. Redeemed from the covenant. He fulfilled the covenant that God demanded. We're redeemed from the condemnation of the law. Why would we want to return to shadows and types when we have the substance? Flee to Christ, right? Seek Christ. Keep looking to Christ. Turn, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Do you know, beloved, when, we, when Christ died, we died with Him? We were in Him. When Christ rose, we rose with Him. Just as when we were in Adam, we fell. And we fell in Adam, didn't we? Do you know why? I was looking at this today. You know why we fell in Adam? Because He was our federal head. And we were in Him. Who's our head? Christ. We're members of his body. When he died, we died. We were in him. We were in him just as we were in Adam when we fell. Oh, we're made alive in Christ. Scriptures declare that we are seated in heavenly places right now. Why? Because we're in Christ. Because we're in Christ. He's our head and our representative. Look at Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7. And look at this. Now we know that verses, <coughs> from verses 1 to 3, my goodness, dead in trespasses and sins. But look at, the, look at this marvelous little word, these two words, but God. 
who is rich in mercy, in, in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Oh, what a great love. A love, a love from eternity. His love, if you're a believer, his love was set upon you in eternity. What a great love. Like Paul writes here, what a great love. For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, there's our birth. There's how we come into this world. Hath quickened us together with Christ, born again by the Holy Spirit of God, right there. By grace, are, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our heads in heaven, beloved, we're seated in the heavens. That in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Now remember, God knows the end from the beginning. made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, we were once dead in sin. But we who believe on Christ have been regenerated. We're born again. Born again by the Holy Spirit. We're made alive. We're dead. We're dead to the things we're dead to the law. We're dead to the orange, but we're alive in Christ. We who were born dead spiritually are now spiritually alive in Him. And as I mentioned earlier, we were dead with Christ in His death. We died with Him in His death. We were in Him. We were crucified with Him as members of His body. We're buried with Him by His death. Scripture says we're He's raised for our justification. We were in Him when He rose from the dead. We raised with Him as members of His body. And now, Ephesians declared, we're seated in the heavenly places huh? as members of His body. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Romans 5.10 says this, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Turn if you would there. Brother Marcus was texting me this, today. We were texting back and forth. And he asked about this verse here. And got me digging. Look at this. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Beloved, we're saved by our wonderful substitute. We're saved by our wonderful substitute. Romans 5.10 The Lord Jesus Christ. He's fulfilled the law of God in our place. Think of this perfectly. There's nothing left to be done. That's why he cried, it's finished. There's nothing left. The work is complete. And it's his work. It's his work. He died in our place. We are redeemed by the shedding of His blood. We are justified by His blood. We are reconciled to God by His death. And now, beloved, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. And, and don't we joy in that? Don't we joy in that? It's marvelous. And it's through Christ and it's by Him and Him alone that we've received the atonement. 
We're, we can't save ourselves. But oh, we rest in the one who has redeemed our eternal souls with his own precious blood. And we who are his sheep are regenerated by the operation of God the Holy Spirit, born again and granted faith and repentance. What comes first again? Regeneration or faith? Regeneration! You must be born again. It's an operation of God. And then we are granted faith and repentance. And we flee to Christ. We run to our Savior. Oh my. And we are saved as a result of His wondrous work. Of His wondrous work. Which He alone did. Saved by His life and saved by His death. We have forgiveness of all our sins, beloved. And it's all according to the riches of His grace poured out upon His people in and through Christ. Rejoice, beloved. Rejoice. And as Brother Norm mentioned, our Savior, our Lord, our God, He gets bigger and bigger and bigger as we grow in grace. He just becomes more and more marvelous. He never becomes less, does he? He always becomes greater. And as He reveals Himself to us through the preaching of the Word and through the studying of His Word, we marvel that He had grace upon a sinner like me. My, what a Savior. What a Redeemer. Our text continues, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Note the words here before us. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Brother Henry Mahan comments, As far as this world is concerned, with its riches, honor, temporary glory, fame, pleasures, and relationships, ye are dead. As I said, the allurements which once held us are not the same. We're dead. Dead to the things of the world. And think on this, beloved of God. We who are born again by the Holy Spirit of God, we have a new life. We were spiritually dead and now we're made alive. And what is our interest? Christ. Just tell me about Christ. Preach to me about my Redeemer. Tell me about the one who loved me before the foundation of the world. Tell me about the one who is the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. My, what a Redeemer. Oh, we desire the things of God. We desire the things of Christ. We want to hear Christ preached and proclaimed. We want to hear of His perfect righteousness, which we're clothed in. We want to hear of how He shed His blood for our sins. And beloved, we want to hear of one day, one day soon for all of us, we will be in His presence, beholding Him, 
face to face. And note, it's all because of what He's done. And we're hid in Him. We're hid in Him. Now this is grace. This is marvelous grace. Note that we who believe are hid in Christ. Hid in Christ. Hid with Christ. Here we, we see the secrecy of it. Natural man does not understand it unless it's revealed to him. I remember that state. I had no clue about who God was. And then I had a religious experience and as Brother Norm and I were talking this week and I said, Brother Norm, I had manufactured a God in my own mind. God who couldn't do anything unless I let him. And I said, it was not the God of the Bible. But praise be to God, he revealed himself to me. And now I am hid with Christ. And if you believe, you're hid with Christ. So we see here the secrecy of it. And also note the safety of it. We shall never perish if we are hid with Christ in God. Look at that. That's security, beloved. We're hid with Christ in God. Natural man cannot understand the things of God. They must be revealed. We must be qualified for heaven. We must be born again by the Holy Spirit of God. Christ must seek us or we're never ever seeking. Turn, if you would, to Colossians 1.25-28. to 28. We looked at this truth that Christ is revealed to His people through the preaching of His Word. We looked at this in Colossians chapter 1. And this is, this is why it is absolutely vital that we preach Christ and Him crucified. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 25-28. to 28. Where have I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the Word of God even the mystery which hath been hid from ages. Oh, it was hid from us at one time, beloved. And from generations, but now is made manifest to His saints. That's we who believe. Made manifest. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we might present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Note verse 26, the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations. It must be revealed, but, is, but now is made manifest to his saints. And as a result of that, his saints are hidden Christ. In Christ. The believer's life is bound up in Christ, and we are hid in Him. Now ponder this, beloved, the sheep of God were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 13. Look at this. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Now we know from Ephesians 1 4 
when the elect were chosen in Christ. And it was an eternity. Paul here is telling the Colossian believers that they are the elect of God. And this is by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Oh, if we have a quarrel against a brother or, or someone, we think of how much Christ has forgiven us. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Oh, and think on this, beloved. We are chosen in the specially beloved one, which is Christ. Which is Christ. The, the one who is chosen of God, Christ. Turn, if you would, to Luke chapter 23, verse 35. The one who is the chosen of God, Christ. He is the one who is proclaimed as the chosen of God, the only begotten Son incarnate in the flesh, chosen to be our Redeemer, chosen to be our Mediator, chosen to be our Savior. And we are chosen in Him to be recipients of God's amazing grace. Look at Luke 23:35 and the people stood beholding and and remember they're derating him here right but but there's marvelous truth contained in this verse beloved deep deep marvelous truth there's a deep truth proclaimed here and the people stood beholding and the rulers also with them derated him saying he saved others let him save himself if he be Christ the chosen These cruel mockers. These cruel mockers proclaimed deep truth and they didn't even know it. He saved others. Let him save himself if he be Christ the chosen of God. And he was redeeming the multitude that no man can number. The chosen of God. The one in whom God would save His people. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah chapter 42 and put your finger in Psalm 89, 19. Isaiah 42, verse 1. In, I, in Psalm 89, 19. The Old Testament proclaims Christ as the chosen of God. He's the chosen of God. Isaiah 42, 1. Behold my servant... Whom I uphold, mine elect, chosen, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He is a God's elect. We're chosen in him. Look at Psalm 89:19. The Psalms speak of him. Then thou speakest in vision to, the, to thy Holy One and saidest, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. Oh, oh, he's so mighty, beloved. He's so mighty. He's the mighty one of Israel. He's a mighty Savior. He's the mighty God incarnate in the flesh. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. 
That's Christ, beloved. That's Christ. And we are chosen in Him. And He is the God-man mediator, fully God and fully man, humanity and divinity so intertwined. The perfect man. The God-man mediator, God incarnate in the flesh. And He is to the believer the cheapest of 10,000. My beloved is white and ruddy, ruddy, the cheapest among 10,000. Is that what he is to you? That's what he is to me. Oh, my beloved. And this is who the believer is hidden. What security we have, beloved. What security God's people have in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are united with Christ as the vine and the branches. We are hidden Him. He's the head, we're the body. He's the head, we're the body. And all spiritual blessings, all spiritual blessings that we have are in Him. Nowhere else. No, God shows us favor in Christ. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. God's grace is poured out, bestowed upon us because of Christ and Him alone. No other reason. Oh my. We are united with Christ. All spiritual blessings are in Him. All that a sinner needs is in Christ. He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our justification before God. In Him we have the forgiveness of all our sins. All. What a wonderful, wonderful Savior. In Christ, we have peace with God. We who were at enmity with God have peace with God. We've been reconciled. And it's all found in Christ and Him alone. Nowhere else. And the more, the more we, are, we, we are made aware of our union with Christ, the more we grow in the grace and knowledge and truth of, of, of God, the more our minds become set upon Him. The more we hunger to hear about Him. The more we desire to rest in Him. And the more we see this world in its passing vanities. We're just passing through, beloved. We really are. Our life is like a vapor. Just like a vapor. Turn, if you would, to Psalm 87. Psalm 87. I discovered this today in study. Look at this. Psalm 87. Do you know that all our springs are in Christ? All spiritual blessings, right? All our springs are in Christ. They're only in Him. They're nowhere else. They're all, they're, they're all wrapped up in Christ. All the promises of God all the blessings of God. Look at this. Psalm 87, verse 7. Look at this. As well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. They're all in him. One of the commentators bought out. All the fullness of grace dwells in Christ. Hawker bought this out. He said all the fullness of grace dwells in Christ. All of it. It's nowhere else. Which means my springs are all in thee. 
He is the spring of all our joy, isn't he? You know when a spring bubbles out of the out of the, the ground? And if you're thirsty, you're thankful for that spring, aren't you? And it's pure water usually that's bubbling out of there. Well, he's the spring of all joy for his people. He's the spring of peace with God for his people. He's the spring of all comfort for his people. He's the spring of everlasting life. And he's the fountain which we must drink from. Christ. In Christ alone. All the wells of salvation are in him. In him alone. And both grace and glory are from him. He is the spring of all grace. He's the spring of all grace now for us. And he's the fountain of all our happiness and glory. All in Christ. All in him. He's our life, our food, our sustenance, our strength, our support. One commentator said, Yea, he is the fountain of all the believer's life. Christ. So let's look at our text again. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. This spiritual life spoken of here is not only hid with Christ, but Christ, but with Christ in God. Hawker comments here before us, we have a bottom of, of mystery unfathomable. We can't even plumb it. Our lives are hid with Christ in God. Why? So let us consider this marvelous truth this week. Your life is hid. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Our Lord said this. In light of that right there, your life is hid with God. Our Lord said this in John 17 in his high priestly prayer that they all may be one as thou art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one with us. This rest. Oh my. What security the believer has in Christ. Christ in God. Christ is, is in God. The Father is in the Son. The Son's in the Father. They are one in nature. And one in power. One in glory. And union between them is unbreakable. And this is the foundation of the security of all the elect. Right here. You're hidden Christ. God is the source and the spring of eternal life, which is only found in Christ. And that goes right against the grain of false teachers, such as we're, we're in Colossus, telling the, telling the Colossian believers you had to do this and you had to do that. And Paul says you are complete in him. And beloved, when false teachers come and tell us the same thing, we say, no, I'm complete in Christ. I'm complete in my Savior. Our spiritual and eternal life is in Christ alone. He's the spring of it. It arises originally from Him. It was purposed in Him. It was promised by Him. And we were chosen in Christ. Salvation is through Him. And He is the fountain of it. Therefore, because we are in Him, the saints can never perish. The saints can never perish and need not fear any name. We who are born again, we have a new life, beloved. We seek a better country, as I mentioned earlier. 
where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. We'll be there one day by God's grace and mercy. And don't you long to be home right now? Don't you long to be in glory with the Lord? As I get older, and as my promotion time draws nearer and nearer, I know this is true for every believer. We're made aware by the Spirit of God just how vain this life is, aren't we? The things of this world, as I said, have less and less attraction to us. As we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is it so with you? Do you long to behold our Savior? Do you long to see Him face to face? And we pray that God will give us grace and strength, don't we? For each day that we're here upon this earth. Because we know that this world is not our home. It isn't. It isn't, beloved. And that becomes more and more evident every day. Now we who believe on Christ, we give all the glory to God. We give all the glory to God in the fact that this scripture says, and your life is hid with with Christ in God. We give glory to God for the fact that that's true for us. True for me who believes. We give him all the glory and all the honor. No. If he had not sought us, we never would have sought him. And we believe and proclaim like the Apostle Paul did in Galatians 6, 4, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Jesus Christ and what he has accomplished for us through his perfect life of obedience unto death too. Remember that. It was a perfect life of obedience unto death. He must die. The sinless one for sinners. Perfect life of obedience unto death, even the death of a cross. And this is what all of God's people should glory in. Who, who we who believe should set our hearts and minds upon. Christ. It is Christ who we should rejoice in. Not in anything we've done. Not in anything we've done. Not in anything we're doing. And not in anything we might do. We rejoice. And we proclaim. Christ has redeemed my soul. He saved me. I didn't deserve it. So again we see Paul pointing the Colossian brethren. And we who are studying this tonight... Pointing us to Christ. And let us remember as our text proclaims here. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Let us remember. Consider this. Meditate on this this week. On this. What safety have. What safety we who believe on Christ have in him. What security the believer has in Christ. Jesus our Lord 
we're dead to the law. We're dead to sin in, in Christ. We're dead to the power of sin. We're dead to the penalty of sin. We're not dead to the presence. But one day, one day, soon, we'll be hid from the very presence of sin in glory. And we will be with our blessed Redeemer. Mm. And we will sing along with the other blood-bought Bought the blood, other blood bought, washed saints in glory. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And we will sing with a loud voice one day, beloved. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. And we're singing sinless. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And God's people will say, Amen! (laughs) And we'll rejoice. We'll rejoice. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank Thee as we look at this marvelous Scripture tonight that we're hidden, hidden Christ. And we know, we know, Father, that it is You who has purposed this from before the foundation of the world. That we who are undeserving sinners are chosen in Christ and that He came to this earth, left the glories of heaven and bled and died on Calvary's cross for our sins. May we never ever get over that, Lord. And I don't think we will as we're singing with the, with the saints in glory. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy are You, Lord Jesus. Oh, let us think upon this this week. The security and the safety which we have in You, Lord Jesus. And we love You and praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen.